Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, shining a biblical light on contemporary culture. Luminous is presented by Stuttgart Missional Community Church. All right, welcome to the Luminous Podcast, shining a biblical light on contemporary culture. My name's Matt, and my partner here is Sean. What's up, guys? We are talking about what it means, what missional means. Not what it means to be missional, but what missional means. What does missional mean? It's a cult. <laughs> a common term. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Suppose you'll find out by the end of this podcast. Right. I mean, one. let's just, let's just cut to the chase. It doesn't mean wearing a little badge that says Elder Sean and knocking on people's doors. Uh I would I would say that I really wanted it to mean that so that I can wear a badge and I thought we could maybe use like a church fund somewhere to be able to order badges for us but unfortunately it is not badges we don't need no stinking badges uh, like Royal Rangers a missional badge yeah I think there probably is one Royal Rangers of course is the uh, like Christian boys Boy Scouts Boy Scouts thing. Yeah. yeah I wonder if there's a Boy Scouts missional one yeah, maybe. I think they do have some kind of gospel thing. Probably. Yeah. So, for many of you listening today, the term missional may be foreign, which is why we're doing this podcast, right? So that people uh, who don't know what these things mean or, uh, you know, the future topics, uh, you know, we're, we're here to shed light on this stuff. Uh, yep. Several or many of you may have heard the term missional. Uh, just going about your business in uh, in the states, trying to figure out what it actually means, or what maybe even your church uh, says that it means. And so we did some research and, and delved deeply into the wormhole of missional, <laughs> the wormhole, the wormhole. There's and no end. Hopefully, we will come out on the other side, uh, knowing exactly what it means in a biblical sense, as opposed to what maybe uh, you or I could just say, "Hey, I think it means this," or. For my benefit, missional means this. Right, right. I mean, of course, we're going to be referring to the Bible, but there's also been some pretty good work done on the term missional. And, uh, you know, I think we should probably just get started by figuring out what this word means, man. Okay. So what is what it, what is missional? What does it mean? Are you asking me? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, the term originated, we're going to use, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do the, is it entomology? Etymology. Ed- etymology. And entomology is the study of bugs. Yeah. And then so minus one letter etymology is the origin of a word. Okay. So let me get into this. Etymology of missional. A definition is relating to or connected with a religious mission or missionary. Now, we'll get into what that religious mission is later, but the original term comes from as early as 1883. was uh, the modern. When I say modern, I mean uh, not 2,000 years old. I mean, within the last hundred years, uh, the English word missional was used is, as early as 1883. By some guy named Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. Yeah. they burned it at the stake after he used it because they thought he was in a cult. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, no. I'm just, I just made that oh, Okay. Up. Maybe there's a fine print. Nope. He survived after using it <laughs> for maybe a few decades. And then even later in 1907, a guy by the name of W.G. Holmes used it uh, in uh, what— a quote would be several prelates whose missional activities brought over whole districts and even nationalities to their creed. I don't know what a prelate is. That's it. Got very deep. Should there. look that up. No, 
No, it's too late. <laughs> so then, actually, in 1922, as Matt said, a guy by the name of Francis Dubose uh, was born, and he started Mission. So what was that mission? He started Mission. He started, well, he wrote a book in 1983 called God Who Sends. So a big gap between 1922 and 1983 when he wrote the book God Who Sends. Uh, but uh, he used the word missional to describe basically its modern definition, which is um, the adoption of the posture, thinking, behaviors, and practices of a missionary in order to engage others with the gospel message. That's kind of the modern definition. Since 1990, the term has really gained a lot of uh, use, and people have been using it here and there. And actually, I'd say in the last 10 years, it's really taken off, uh, and people, church, whole churches have kind of adopted what missional is. Well, what what maybe their definition of missional is. Right, right. I mean, there's. I think you can definitely uh, define it many ways, and definitely people tailor it to their own context. Yes, or or uh, personal church. I would say personal or church mission. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I actually have a list of what missional is not. We'll get into later. But uh, uh, we're still sticking to Francis Dubose. He wrote. He was a poet as well as an extremely educated. Uh, when I said he, he, when he was born and then started his mission, his mission overall was, was to win whole cities over for the kingdom of God. Uh, he made it a point to going into some of the most difficult cities out there, starting a ministry of discipleship and, uh, and, and go out to the community and witness to the people, not just bring them back to his church and hope, hope that he uh, has a good enough mission or message that week. Yeah, right. I mean, the guy has, like you said, I mean, he's highly educated and uh, finished his career at Golden State Seminary, which I had never heard of before researching this. But um, he went. He was a fellow at Princeton. He went to, um, was it Southwestern? Uh, uh, yeah, Southwestern Baptist, Baptist Theological Seminary. Yeah. Master of Arts degrees, uh, anthropology, uh, divinity degree. Yeah, like he said, worked at Princeton and Oxford. Uh, so it seems like he, he was educated. Smarter than both of us. Yeah, combined. Sure. combined. Yes, combined. Yes. Well, he wrote this great poem, and um, as Sean was saying, and, and I think it kind of defines a little bit uh, the missional thing. So if it's okay, I'm just yeah, going to read we'd, it. Yeah, I think and we'd be remiss if we did not read this poem. We should probably have a little bit of like jazz music playing in the background, but uh, I'm not a big poetry guy, but this thing really, I don't know, it struck a chord with me. So the name of the poem is I Choose the City, and it's by Francis DuBose. It says, uh, I chose the city, not simply to live in it, but to see it, to hear it, but to touch it. Yes, embrace it, to hold it, to feel the wild glory of its pulsating soul to move over its wide, hurried broadways, to stand still and sobered at the nowhere of its dead-end streets, to be trapped with it in its pain and problems, to be at once chilled by its ill and covered with its confetti. I choose the city because I chose God, because I chose humanity, because I chose the divine human struggle, the struggle which will be won not in the serene path through meadow and wood, among the bees and birds and flowers, but in the street made of, made by the hand of man through the gift of God, Main Street, 
the final battlefield. The scene of the ultimate struggle where man chooses right because he is free to choose wrong. Babylon. Dirty and daring Babylon. Yes, Babylon today. Tomorrow, the new Jerusalem. He wrote that in 1993. And here he is just talking about, I mean, what a cool dude. You know, he lives in San Francisco. And uh, just is like, I am here because this is where God sent me. And this is, I, I, I choose God's will. And uh, I choose this city. And to celebrate with it, to cry with it, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, what yeah, a cool dude. I man. agree. I mean, uh, the the poem is, is deep. It talks about his, really in his heart. Uh, where he felt called to to head up the missional church that he that he kind of founded that term and and kind of coined it in a way to to turn it into like Matt was saying the last ten years how we actually use it. Well, this is the guy if you want to go back and try and model uh, excuse me model your ministry after a missional church yeah. and look look at what this guy did. Yeah, choose choose. Yeah, know, absolutely. Just, I'm going to embrace where I am. Yeah, yeah. As uh, as all the listeners, I'm sure, know uh, in this podcast the overall goal and the great commission of us as believers is that we go out and win souls, win the lost souls, and bring them, uh, bring them to Jesus, and and bring them into the kingdom of God. So what he hit on in that poem and what his entire purpose in life was is to go out to these people and to go out and witness to them and bring them over to the kingdom of God as opposed to just waiting. And, man, it's, he did it in Detroit, San Francisco, Fort Worth, some of the more difficult places to, to really start plant a church and, and have it grow. So he, he, was, he was in the trenches. He was in the battlefield. So we did some research, too, on like the biblical definition of missional, and it's, it's really difficult to find, actually. Um, the term missional never appears in the Bible, but Sean and I have a, a couple of verses that we'd like to share. Um, I'll go first, and it's in verse 18 of Matthew 28. It's a very common uh, verse quoted when it comes to missions. It's called the Great Commission. It says uh, in verse 18, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And this verse is kind of basically people who are living a missional lifestyle take this very personally. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like this was written to an organization. Yeah. You know, when we read the Bible, at least when I read the Bible, I'm like, dude, that's for me. You know Absolutely. what I mean? That's for me. And so people who are living the missional lifestyle take this verse, and they're not thinking, well, the church should have a missions program. They're thinking, I need to be missional. Yeah. And I think that's the big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Bible was meant for all of us to read. Uh, and, and as time has gone on, uh, we, we find that when each person has their own relationship with God, it's through his teachings in the Bible. And so reading that Great Commission, what does he say there at the end? He says, and I will be with you till the end of the age, which is extremely uh, empowering, I would say, is the best mm -hmm. word I could think of right now, because that's, that is the Son of God. That is God telling us that he'll be with us as we go out and make disciples. Another verse that I uh, found in John was, John twenty twenty one is as the Father sent me, so I send you, and uh, that verse is just as powerful because what it says is as the Father sent me. Well, what is what was Jesus' goal as he came to the earth for thirty three years? So you can save the lost man. Exactly, and yeah. and in in the end, 
the entire purpose of his coming was to be a sacrifice. Yeah. To be that final sacrifice, to fulfill the law. And, uh, and as he died on the cross to save us, he makes it very clear, as the Father sent me, which is to be a sacrifice, to win the loss, to, to witness to non-believers, so I send you. And he's talking to us. Right. He's not talking to the guy next to you, or he's not talking to somebody else that, that is maybe stronger in faith than, than the, you at church. Nope, he's talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's our individual jobs. I mean, the ministry of uh, sharing the gospel has been transferred to us, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Yeah. Right. 2,000 years, individuals, right. not not holy organizations. It's been the individuals. Right. You know, and the there's famous uh, missionaries who went up into the Nordic countries when the Vikings were full strength. Those were individuals, you know. Yeah. They, they went up to, to preach, not not necessarily organizations, but individuals. Yeah, and what we're going to discover as we kind of journey through this together is that being missional is being a missionary right where you're at. It's yeah, being absolutely. a mission, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's going to Vikings for sure, yeah. you know, and it's, well, maybe not today, but it's going to the far reaches of the world, but it's also going to the cubicle. It's going to the, oh, yeah. the office next to you, going to the neighbor. Yeah. Um, no longer doing your nine to five. You now have a job to do. <laughs> right. Other than your job. Right. That's kind of more like uh, how you fund your ministry. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. so, um, so, you know, what we're defining here is, is it's, it's probably different. I would say for a lot of people, a lot of people probably don't view themselves as missionaries, as we talked about earlier, you know, adopting the missionary lifestyle to reach the people around you. That's, that's kind of over the top for a lot of people. There may be the people listening are like, well, that's not what I signed up for, you know? And I think, uh, you know, this idea of missional lifestyle is it's more about what you are doing as opposed to what, how the church is serving you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you look, uh, as believers, if you say, well, I didn't sign up for this, well, look at what God has done in your life. You know, everybody can look back and say, oh, there was this one time I was in a bind or I was having a tough time or someone in my family was, and uh, prayer prayer helped and prayer stepped in, and, and you could say the power of the Holy Spirit or Jesus. You know, that's, that's our personal experiences. And uh, don't you want that for the person next to you? Right. Don't you want that for your friends? And uh, so it's... It's kind of difficult to look at the overall mission and what we're talking about and say, well, I didn't sign up for that and all that's really difficult. But if you kind of shrink it down to your inner group of friends, don't you want that for every one of them? Yeah, really. I mean, I'm glad that somebody signed up uh, and said, hey, that's okay, you know, and reached out to me. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think I don't think there's a Christian in the church today that is not a Christian because, uh, excuse me, you're a Christian because somebody reached out to you. Somebody took this personally. You know, somebody was praying for you. Somebody was reaching out to you. Somebody was living missionally enough to share Christ with you. You know, yeah. our experiences are different. You were exactly. raised in church. I wasn't. Uh, so, um, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's one thing that a lot of the in conversation I've been hit on before is being raised in church. And, hey, let me tell you, every single person that was raised in church has a time where they walk, they walk away. I mean, whether it's major or not, you know, there's something that happens in your life that as an adult you really decide. Is this the path I'm leading? Yeah, you got to decide for yourself. Absolutely, sure. yeah. and and having someone there as a as a mentor and a disciple towards you that can make all the difference in in your walk with Jesus. So, you know, these being a missional church is definitely going to look different than I, I would say the traditional church, and this is why this movement is kind of slowly gaining steam. Here is you know 
what is the difference? How can we tell if we're missional? How can we tell if we're in a missional yeah. church or not? Well, uh, I think you're going to have three things. You're going to have the, the focus, the philosophy, and the application. Yes, so uh, as we get into those th- three things with Matt, let me just first cover what is not, what missional is not. Uh, so missional, this is from a, an article by a guy by the name of Reverend Roberts. Uh, Reverend was, Doctor, you said earlier. Reverend Doctor, yeah, exactly. Reverend Doctor. So you know he's really important. He's a, a so, Doctor Reverend. So listen up. Yeah. Listen here. He said that missional is not emerging. What does he mean by that? He means that when a church is planted and you immediately say we're missional because we are now planted, that's not correct, according to the term. Right. Even that term, emerging church, is not just new church, but there's also like another form of emerging church is where they adopt a bunch of different, even faith-based traditions, uh, say Hindu and Buddhism and all mm. that, and integrate it into Christianity, kind of like the traditions, like burning incense and having candles yeah. around and stuff. That's Absolutely. Also, that's They're weird. emerging with a, a, either a different set of values or kind of a new... That's weird. Like a culture. Yeah. Mm, not for that one. No, neither. Uh, what else is it not? It is not evangelistic or seeker-sensitive. Uh, so... They kind of put those two in the same bucket, evangelistic and uh, missional. So real quick, evangelistic and seeker-sensitive, as we've touched on, that's bringing, that's setting up programs and bringing people in right, to right. the church. That's that's having, you know, all those things to reach the lost only to bring them into church, have the pastor give a great sermon, they go up to the front, they get saved, la-di-da. What that's was that quote job. you had about attraction? Uh, yeah, so the different terms are, are missional versus attractional. Right. Uh, yeah, so are you talk about the church as a mission? Is that what you're talking about? Well, you said something about, you know, you said uh, it's a, it's not attraction, it's what? Mm. I forget it. Yeah, you, you caught me by surprise. Or? Sorry. I thought I heard you say something about that earlier. No. No, I didn't. I didn't say that, man. Okay, we'll continue. Okay, then. fine. So then, what else is missional not? I'm probably going to run into that quote. I'm probably yeah. I'm probably going to run into that quote later and bring it back up. But it is not about church growth. If your if your mission is to bring a thousand people new into your church, and that's your your definition of success is having a 5,000-person church, well, then that's not considered missional. Right. Now, it's not exclusive of any of these things that we're talking about, but it's not the focus. Yes. Right. Exactly. You could have a church that's missional and be 5,000. You could. You could. It's possible. Could. But if your main mission is to have 5,000 people. Right. That's not, that's that not doesn't necessarily exactly. define missional. Gotcha. Yeah. And then the last thing that uh, Reverend Doctor said was missional is more than social justice. Uh, social justice, for instance, is reaching refugees, homeless people, poor people, uh, that is th- that mission and having that as a ministry is an extremely small part of what being a missional church is. That's a small part of the discipleship of God is reaching those people. So if you say have a program that says, hey, we give uh, lunches out for the homeless people, well, you're not a missionally focused church because of that specific reason. Right. That's like you said, overall. It's not mutually exclusive, though, like we said. Yeah. So you can have outreach to homeless people or refugees. As part of your overall objective. Right. But because you do that one thing does not mean you're a missional church. Right. So missional churches, what they are, basically, in a nutshell, is they are churches focused on equipping their parishioners to uh, be missionaries wherever they are. Right. So 
they are teaching them, obviously, the Bible. They're encouraging them to reach their friends and neighbors, but they're not encouraging them to to come to church, bring them to church only, right? They're not just like, hey, bring your friends to church, and we're going to like say a magical spell, and they're all going to get saved. Yeah, they're exactly. not saying that. Yep. So missional is being sent into the world. As a quote, it doesn't mean we— uh, missional means we do not wait for people to come to us. I just thought, just—I'm going to digress here. When I just said, wave magical spell, a bunch of Christians just got offended. Why? Because I said spell. And magical. Magical. And you put the two together. Yep, so in a church podcast, like a Christian podcast. It's double offensive. Yeah, du- double offensive. So mm-hmm. anyway, if you're offended by that, I'm sorry for my use of the word magical and spell. But basically, the pastor's not going to wave his wand. Oh, I did it again. So he's not going to do wave something special. His, his symphony, what do, what do they call that? That uh, orchestrator. Baton? Yeah. Wave his baton. That's great. And people are going to get saved. Exactly. That's not really the, the philosophy. The philosophy is that the church exists to equip the believers to go out into the world and represent Christ well. Right? Yeah, exactly. So what is the modern use of the church today is I go to work, I hand out flyers and invite people to church. Invite cards, whatever. Yeah, yeah. they they come in, uh, they sit in there, they go through the worship, and then the pastor hopefully has a great sermon that week that, that is uh, applicable to those specific people I invited. They feel touched, they go to the front. That's a tremendous amount of pressure on that guy. Absolutely. You know, I'm like, hey, a uh, bunch of people brought their friends today, and it's my job to win people from a whole bunch of different areas and worlds and cultures within the culture mm-hmm. to Christ. And yeah. I don't even know these people. That's and it's, a tremendous amount of pressure yeah, and you on say, pastors. And That's you why say, these pastors are like all over the place. They're, they're like, they can't deal with the pressure. Exactly. They're having moral failures. They're killing themselves. I mean, it, they're dealing with depression because— that is a ton of pressure. The church is never designed, I don't think, to rise and fall on one guy. No, absolutely. I completely agree. And, and the, as you say, job, you know, like the, the pastor's day-to-day job is to be uh, like a shepherd in the church. But, but that spiritual responsibility goes so much higher than just him. So for as you as individual church members and believers, even if you're heavily involved in your church, uh, you're putting too much responsibility, spiritual responsibility on that one guy to grow the kingdom of heaven. Oh, big time. It's yeah. it is it's each individual's person's spiritual job to witness to each person. If you have a conversation with someone at lunch and they ask you about religion, it's not your job to say, "Hey, come to church with me. I'll show you." No, it's your job to crack your Bible, talk about your personal relationship with God. Yeah. And then because that's what people respond to. Just share your relationship. Yeah. yeah. It's about Jesus. So, you're going to know you're in a missional church because the focus is going to be on on you going out. That's basically how you're going to know. The pastor's going to preach it. You're, it's going to be taught. It's going to be in every Bible every Bible lesson, every yep. class. It's not going to be necessarily about having a missions program, like I said. It's going to be about you specifically being responsible to go out and yep. carry out the being great sent. commission. Mission right. is being sent. And you know you're you're living a missional lifestyle when you are, in my opinion, when you are, it seems like anyway, when you are sacrificing personally to win the loss, right? You're giving mm-hmm. sacrificially. You're sharing your time sacrificially. And you are making uh, choices in mm-hmm. where you live, where you where you uh, where you spend your free time. You know, maybe you'll join a club or a softball team or something specifically to be around people who don't know Jesus as their Savior. And in order to that, an opportunity might present itself to share. Yeah. share Abs- your absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. and one thing we hit on earlier is is groups within the church. 
uh, being that attractional model is starting your own softball clubs, having your own kids leagues, you know, having your, your church kindergartens, those kinds of things. It just uh, takes kids out of society. Yeah, it takes, takes you out. Which is, yeah, which is not realistic to our mission. Right. You know, the, like kids, and, and as we grow up, we should see what the world is like so we can see what we're what our goal is, what, who are we trying to go out and get? And if we, if we egg ourselves up into our own church mm-hmm. and we have 50,000 programs that we spend seven nights a week at our church, well, then that's not really our mission. That's not what Jesus did. He right. went out. Right. No. So if you find yourself uh, six days a week being in different clubs that the church puts on, hey, go sign up for a municipal league. <laughs> probably not missional. Do something. Right. Your church yeah. probably isn't missional and you're probably not yeah, missional. Exactly. So. I mean, do some, get out there, make a relationship, <laughs> one relationship with a secular per- that the, the cashier at Target. Go, right, go do it right now. Cashier at Target. We don't have Targets here. No, not here. No. Someday. So yeah, I mean, during the podcast, you'll probably hear us refer to the states, and that's because Sean and I actually don't reside in the United States. We reside in Stuttgart, Germany, and uh, we're expatriates, which I hate that term because it makes it seem like I'm not American anymore. Not sure where that but I am an American. From. Where does that even come Living from? in Germany. And so, uh, sorry for that, everybody. Um, so, let's just talk about some popular proponents of the missional movement. Now, they're popular because I listen, at least I listen to podcasts and stuff uh, of, of popular pastors. And some of these guys are big proponents of the missional movement. Number one, Mark Chandler. He pastors a huge church in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Former pastor Mark Driscoll of Mars Hill in uh, Seattle, he's a big proponent. And then Tim Keller, who uh, pastors Redeemer Presbyterian, I believe, in New York City. So Dallas-Fort Worth, Seattle, New York City. Probably some of the toughest cities to reach besides San Francisco yeah, in the nation. just toughest cities in general. Yeah, just hard hard cities to reach with the gospel. And these guys are really doing a great job. And, you know, we said, you know, being a big church is not mutually exclusive from being missional, and these guys all have big churches with missional focus. As a matter of fact, we have a, Sean and I kind of read an article about um, the missional church written by Matt Chandler, and it's actually pretty much a letter to his church mm-hmm. saying, hey, this is why we do what we do. This is our purpose. Our goal is to make you a missionary in your workplace so that you can see people come to know the Lord uh, in your place of business. Yeah, and uh, something I talked about earlier with Matt here is, is kind of a model, which is, is a good way to look at it, is as, uh, as people of the church, we kind of look at the pastor as the shepherd, and we are the sheep. And um, it's, you need to look at it differently, that the world is our sheep. And as shepherds, we each have our own uh, skills and our own responsibilities to go out and, and herd those sheep within, uh, become a shepherd of those sheep, eventually morph those sheep into disciples and shepherds themselves, and then they go out. And further, like a pyramid scheme, like, like a pyramid scheme, That's <laughs> like Amway, Christian sure. Amway. Well, I, I I agree with what you're saying, and I think it's an individual responsibility, uh, definitely for people. The shepherd, the thing with the shepherd is Jesus is the good shepherd mm-hmm. for sure, and and each one of us is definitely responsible to make sure that our brothers and sisters not only in Christ, but those people around us who Jesus died for every single person has an opportunity to hear a clear presentation of the gospel. And I I hear what you're saying. I think it's taking personal responsibility for the spiritual welfare of somebody else. That's really what we're looking at. Like the shepherd takes personal responsibility for the care of each sheep. Mm -hmm. I think a missional lifestyle reflects that 
you know, hey, I am responsible for reaching my neighborhood. I am responsible for reaching my workplace uh, for Christ. Yeah, and and uh, what these guys, the three guys that Matt mentioned, their uh, their church uh, in kind of passing conversation would be like um, the goal of a missional church is to be like a missionary convention every Sunday. Yeah, I love that. Every, I love that. Yeah, everybody comes together because we're all uh, in the missional mindset. We go out to the world. We're tired from 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 witnessing. <laughs> we're tired of being rejected and door slammed in your face. Exactly, because it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. But uh, every Sunday. Uh, you come back, you get refreshed by uh, by sermons that are geared towards the believer, as yeah. opposed to winning to winning the lost. And uh, you get refreshed, you get uh, some good teaching, and then you go out there and you do it again. I mean, if 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 you read the book of Acts, right? If you read the book of Acts, you almost have to conclude that the early church was a missional church. Yeah. It was each individual taking personal responsibility to win the people around him, and that's how the church grew. That's how it eventually became, in 500 years, became the the, the official church of the Roman Empire. Yeah. right? I mean, it's, per, well, don't quote me on that, but yeah, the, it's around Yeah, the there. Byzantine church. Yeah, yeah. So, you're, I mean, you're talking about massive growth on a one-to-one basis. You're not talking about Billy Graham crusades. You're not talking about mm-hmm. any of that stuff. You're talking about people just sharing their faith and uh, taking responsibility to share what what. God has done in them. And I love this quote. Uh, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it, I, I think it was Robert Coleman in his book, uh, The Master Plan of Evangelism. He said, what God has done in you, he wants to do through you. Hmm. I mean, that's Absolutely. missional living, I think, at its core. Yeah, I mean, the the it was, village, it was win- villages winning villages. And uh, a good example is uh, a small part of the story that most of us know is the woman at the well. Uh, when Jesus witness to her and she became a believer and saw what Jesus had to offer she went and told the whole town and it's the bible says in just a small verse within 2 days that the entire village yeah, was, was most, converted yeah, almost well, the whole village if if you just think historically what that meant well then that village and those people had to have talked to other villages around the area right and and those specific people went and made relationships and won it and then that expanded out and expanded out and expanded out, moved beyond the Middle East. And then, like you said, only 500 years later, which is a small dot in all of history, only 500 years did the entire Roman church. Well, yeah, Constantine moved the church over in uh, between three and 400 AD. And then before you know it, it was done. At that time, the European and worldwide adopted church. Yeah. So... We looked into detractors, like people who would say, well, the missional church is a fad or it's going to blow over or it's not a biblical thing. And to be honest with you, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anybody yeah. who was like, this missional thing is stupid and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fluke or a fad. As a matter of fact, the only thing I could find was an article written by a guy named Mike Breen. Breen. Uh, you can find links to all the articles referenced in our podcast on our website, mm-hmm. and um, we'll have we'll have those links for you. But this guy, Mike Breen, he wrote an article called "Why the Missional Movement Will Fail." Of course, that piqued my interest, and as I was reading it, Mike Breen actually is a proponent for the missional movement, for missional church, and reaching out, but with one caveat, and that is that it will fail if discipleship is not at its core. So yeah. basically, if we're not making disciples, then no matter what the church model is, it's going to fail. He's So basically, the contemporary church model is going to fail too Yes, because we stink 
at making disciples. The Western Church stinks exactly. at making disciples. Yep. A direct quote from his article says, without a plan for making disciples, any missional thing you launch will be completely unsustainable. So why is that? Because to make disciples, you have to have disciples. And to launch a missional uh, a missional directive, let's say, that your church goes out and wins the loss through, through a discipleship and missional program, well then without people that are that have turned their entire lives that have that have really focused on the goal and instead of just focusing on Sunday they really feel the touch by the holy spirit and that they can go out and make a difference well then none of it's going to work i mean the whole article is full of great quotes exactly i mean the guy i didn't i didn't really didn't learn a lot about him because i was really in fasc- i was really fascinated by this article and mm-hmm. um, this one here's a quote uh, from the article, it says, to be a disciple is to be a missionary. Jesus made disciples, and then he sent them out as missionaries while he was discipling them. And I think it, it's so true because we, Jesus is continually sanctifying us and refining us, and, and, and the process is through being a missionary too, right? I mean, rejection is part of life. And uh, a lot of people are, I think, number one reason people don't share their faith, live missionally, is fear, mm-hmm. right? And selfishness probably is number two. Right to sacrifice a lot of things for somebody you don't even know is very tough. So, uh, but this this is a great article. I definitely recommend you read it and um, you know take a hard look really at what what you are doing missionally. Yep. You know everybody really needs to. You know I think disciples make disciples. Mm-hmm. You know disciples make disciples, and if you are uh, just kind of going through life day to day as a Christian, you know, yeah, you go to church and you might even crack your Bible. You might be that like 1% of people who actually read your Bible and praise every day. I'm sure it's a little more than that, but you know, mm-hmm. 10%, whatever. And, and, but you're missing this whole component of the Great Commission. I'd still say you're probably living half a gospel. Yeah. Discipleship is the boot camp and continued training for missional success. And, uh, I think, I think we could get very Did big. you write that? Is that you? No, that was Mike Breen. Oh, that's pretty good. I like he's, it. He's a, yeah. I mean, he, he has some experiences. Twenty five years in it, uh, but uh, it's it's a great quote. Uh, I think yeah. this uh, this website it came from the Verge Network. Yeah, it's a real pain in the butt. Is it? Yeah, there's tons of ads all over it, and it plays video. I hate websites that play videos automatically. You just have to be quick. No, I mean like it, you know, up in the corner. Yeah, or something. A, as you're halfway through the article. Yeah, yeah, it and finally then some article place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it just I, annoys that's a, me. That's just a good time. You know, I know they got to pay for their website. You know, I know you, and this website has great content, but it's like, come on, man. That's annoying. Yeah. I'm reading. Yeah, but it's a good video. So we don't have that on our website. No, we don't. No. no. I think what we should do sometime, Matt, is do a podcast on discipleship. What discipleship? Is. I think it's on the list. Yeah, that's that's a deep. There's like a list of 40 topics we're going to be covering over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we there was no lack of of things. And if if you're listening and you have an idea for a podcast, we will love to hear from you. Um, we are we are really excited to explore not only God's word but contemporary culture with you in a, from a biblical content uh, context. And that that's what the that's what the podcast is all about: shining God's light on contemporary culture. We'll do our best to. Shine the light and do it accurately. Word. 
Hopefully you have a good understanding of what missional is. Thank you for tuning in with us and listening. We want to give a special thanks to Stacy, one of our research assistants, and uh, thank you to all the art- writers of the articles and uh, all the people living missionally and doing church missionally. It's been a real inspiration to Sean and I. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in a couple, or well, we're not going to see you. This is a podcast, but we, we, we look forward to being in your earbuds uh, or on your car audio in the next couple of weeks with our next podcast episode two what is episode two? Oh, episode two that is uh is it is it the refugee one oh, man. Well, you always catch me on guard here oh i'm sorry oh what the bible says about the refugee crisis right that's, that should be really interesting yeah that, that should be interesting because there's a lot of opinions about the refugee crisis and and whatever but uh yeah as matt said we live in germany so if you haven't heard Crack a book. There's a million. <laughs> read the newspaper. There's a million of them here. As a matter of fact, we record from about uh, 15 feet from 150 refugees. Yep. So, um, anyway, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, See you guys. Have weeks. a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Luminous Podcast. For more information on this and other topics, visit smcchurch.net forward slash luminous. That's smcchurch.net forward slash luminous. Thank you.